other women seeing a variety of body types, like maybe a body type closer to theirs doing strongman is helpful. Like I've had many people reach out to me with, you know, the long lanky body type and they're like, you inspire me. Like I never thought I'd be able to do things like this and I see you doing it and it like gives me hope. Welcome to the Bar Bend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by Barbend.com. Today, I'm talking to strongman athlete and strength coach, Sarah Furman. When we first recorded this conversation, I initially thought it was going to focus on Sarah's daily training and nutrition to compete on the national stage. But the chat definitely opened up on a range of topics. Sarah's transition from figure athlete to strongman athlete, finding places to train and connecting with the broader strongman community, and misconceptions surrounding the sport, especially when it comes to size and gender in strongman. Just so you know, there's a lot more to it than 400-pound behemoth men. I walked away from this recording with a new perspective on where the sport is today and its potential for a broader base of athletes and fans. And just a quick note, we're incredibly thankful that you listen to this podcast. So if you haven't already, be sure to leave a rating and review of the Barben podcast in your app of choice. Every month, we give away a box full of Barben swag to one of our listeners who leaves a rating and review. Sarah Furman, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Bar Bend Podcast. You're a multi-talented strength athlete, to say the least, so I'm really excited to dive in today. For those listeners who might not be familiar with you and what you do, if you wouldn't mind, give us the elevator pitch. Who is Sarah Furman? What do you do in the world of athletics? And how did you get interested in strength sports originally? Okay. So, um, pretty much, uh, right now I'm a strongman athlete. Um, I started out with bikini, um, pretty much cause I thought that was the only thing I could do. Um, I'm pretty, if those of you who don't know what I look like, I'm pretty gangly. Um, I, I grew up, <laughs> don't laugh. You know, it's true. I grew up, um, twig like, and, uh, I had many people tell me, that I probably shouldn't pursue a strength sport when I really wanted to try. So I was like, well, I'll go for bikini. So a few years of bikini, um, I actually ended up getting my pro card in the natural bodybuilding division. So that was pretty cool. Um, but <laughs> ironically, I dropped out after that and was like, I just want to get strong. So I uh, pursued strongman. I fell in love with it. And now I'm actually a coach for strongman remotely, which is pretty awesome. And an athlete myself. So I, I don't compete in bikini and I don't compete in strongman. If that's not, if that's not obvious to, to everyone, maybe one more than the other, but I can't imagine two sports under like the strength sports lifting banners that might be more different as far as lifestyle than oh, for sure. bikini competition and, and strongman like that. That's just, those are, I don't want to say polar opposites, but they're, they're definitely far apart on the spectrum. Yes. Um, so actually one of my, I don't want to say pet peeve. I feel like that's a bit much, but a thing I don't like about people who don't know about strongman is they think it's all a bunch of 
dudes with power bellies that are huge and they just do the static strength stuff. Well, the amateur strongman shows, if you go to one or like nationals, you will see it's highly competitive and highly athletic. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of chicks that look like CrossFit athletes anymore. And it's, I feel like we've gotten smarter, like in general, as a population with nutrition, we're not just like eating to gain and gaining like a ton of weight. We're actually being smart about it and trying to gain muscle instead. So I feel like a lot of people have this expectation of strongman as like these huge dudes. Well, in reality, it's, it's not, it's a little bit of everybody. So going from training for aesthetics to training for performance. And that's, that's really what I mean about the difference here because yeah. bikini figure bodybuilding is all about aesthetics. Strongman I see as something that is so, so, so focused on performance and a sport yes. that I think is maybe getting increasingly athletic, especially at like the national level. Yeah. Events tend to get modalities are getting a little bit longer. Endurance is becoming more of a factor. Was it a gradual transition from bikini to strongman, from aesthetics to performance? Uh, or was it something where you got your pro card and you're like, I'm training for performance now, like sudden shift? Um. In my mind, it probably felt gradual, but I think in reality, it was pretty, uh, <laughs> it was like a huge turning point. Um, I, so I had literally won my pro card and then I was talking to my coach that next day and we were kind of like going through my future goals and whatnot. And, and I was kind of asking him like how far he think I could make it. And he's like, well, you just have to, you know, take it seriously. And, um, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm kind of sitting there and I'm thinking about how this last prep went for bikini and how miserable I was in like, honestly, the last few weeks, like it really hit me. And I was thinking I was doing well for a while and you have your training to look forward to. And that's like literally it. Cause you don't want to go out. You don't want to do things with friends. You don't want to go to social events because literally you're surrounded by food you cannot eat. And people are constantly asking you, why can't you eat this? I just don't understand why you can't eat it. And so you have to explain to literally everybody. And, you know, I'm from Iowa. So, like, it's a ton of, like, fattening, gross food everywhere you go. <laughs> and, and beer. There's a ton of beer. So I just, I was so sick of the whole diet part and um, restricting myself and my strength had went way down and I was kind of depressed about that. So I told him, I'm like, honestly, I just kind of want to get stronger right now. And then, you know, maybe keep some accessories like super hypertrophy and we can still grow, but like gain some strength. And so he was cool with that. Um, I actually was fascinated with West side at the moment. So we did like kind of a conjugate style training to get back to heavy. And that was super fun. And then that's kind of when, I told him that I kind of want to pursue the strongman style training. So it was a, it was a quick turning point, but in my head it was slow. <laughs> now strongman is a sport where, you know, you see a lot of people coming from other sports into strongman. You see a lot of powerlifters who want to explore strongman because the events seem fun. It's athletic. I've talked to so many powerlifters who are like, I want to do strongman or I do strongman because it's fun. We've seen people move from CrossFit over to strongman. Rob Kearney's yeah. a really good example of that. I mean, he's a world's yeah. strongest man competitor who got his start in CrossFit. Now he's about he's about twice the size he was when he started yeah. doing doing CrossFit to be fair. Um it's a style of training and training for these strongman events. It's it is fun, but it's not 
as readily accessible as far as equipment availability and things like that, finding the implements, finding the axles, the stones, things like that. It's not something you're going to find in your average Globo gym. Is that something that you had to seek out? Is it something that was, you know, readily available where you live and train? What was that process like? So the gym I was at at the time is actually a strongman gym. So you were training, you were training bikini out of a strongman gym. Yes. (laughs) It's funny because, so the coach, um, the owner of the gym is a strongman and he had like at the time he had so many bikini competitors. So it was a huge joke all the time at the gym and he was actually really good at posing. So he would teach us all posing. (laughs) It was, it was fantastic. (laughs) But yeah, I was very fortunate to uh, actually be around a bunch of strongman equipment from the get-go. It's definitely something where it is, I do believe, and and Kale Beck's written on this, Michael Gill has written on this, how to train strongman in a commercial gym with limited access to specialized equipment. It is possible, but it's certainly something where if strongman is your main sport and your main pursuit, you're going to want, you're going to seek out a place that not only has the equipment, but has other people competing in the sport and doing the same, the same events. It's a really important part of any sport training, I believe in advancing. So do you, so you, do you have a group that you regularly train with at this gym? Um, I, I do not have a group anymore. I'm at another gym now. That's probably, uh, like 30 minutes away from this gym. And they have a little bit of strongman stuff, um, a decent amount, enough to get, get by. Um, the thing, the thing that a lot of them lack is like variety of stones and, you know, the stuff like that, um, which I've found I can just travel if I need to and like make an event day out of it or whatnot. But so it's not a huge deal. Uh, thankfully I'm not in a commercial gym, so (laughs) So tell us about your training for your first strongman strongman competition. When was that and what was your prep like and what are some of the lessons, they might be hard lessons that you learned during your your first ever competition? Because I always love hearing about the learning curve people go through the first time they compete in a strength sport. And for strongman, it's especially fun because like powerlifting, people are like, oh, I had to learn about calling attempts. I had to learn about loading or I had to learn about warmups. For strongman, people always have or it seems like people always have these like stark lessons the first time they actually have to do it in front of a crowd and in a competition. Yes. Well, it was, it was super different for me because I had never done powerlifting or anything strength, you know, sport or anything. So like peaking for it in general was, was crazy. And I felt really beat up and then just like ready to get it over with. Um, but the actual competition, I learned that like my coach always told me smooth is fast because so many people would, there was a keg run in ours. And so, so many people would get ahead of themselves and topple over the keg and (laughs) fall and almost hit people in the audience. So a lot of a lot of it is nerves. You get so anxious to get going, and then they say, "Competitor, ready, go!" Your heart is racing, and you grab it, and then you get ahead of yourself, and then you trip. So there's there were so many people tripping. Thankfully, I didn't. Um, but that was that was a main focus. Um, the other the other thing is how throughout the day your adrenaline is constantly peaking at each event and just trying to get yourself to calm down and have fun in between 
without getting your nerves all, you know, <laughs> and getting yourself anxious and revved up. You need to calm yourself down before each event so that you can do your best for the next one. What is your competition schedule like, um, you know, over maybe the next, let's call it the next year or so, what is your competition schedule like? What are some goals you have as a competitor in this sport? Um, so I plan on doing the LA Fit Expo, which is in um, January. Uh, that's a Platinum Plus show. So what that means is if you get first, you get to go to the Arnold. Um, and then I think it's like the top two or three get to go to nationals. So, I mean, my ultimate goal would be to go to the Arnold, um, and then do well there, get to the main stage there. Um, but also nationals would be fantastic as well. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the sport when it comes to competition tiers, body weight categories, because when people learn about strongman, it's almost always through something like the world's strongest man or the Arnold strongman classic. And we do have, like you, you talked about, we do have these misconceptions of the people competing all being these 400 pound behemoth men. Um, now there is a lot of like, we've seen a lot of body type variation in that open category, but they're, they're generally gigantic. They're like the biggest strength athletes on the planet, but strongman is much more than that men's open category. Mm -hmm. What category do you compete in and what do you what do you think the future of the sport is, especially on the women's side and opportunities for women's competitors? Um, so I am still an amateur. Um, so amateurs, you have there's two federations. Um, one is USS and one is Strongman Corp. Um, both have nationals. Um, through Strongman Corp, though, you actually get to go to the Arnold. So um, that's usually a big highlight for a lot of people in their amateur careers. And then from there, you can actually be a pro, and then you go to pro shows and whatnot. Um, that being said, pro shows are obviously much harder. <laughs> the ante is upped. Um, but there is, they just started um, a few years ago. Um, a different uh, federation that is Worlds and it's official strongman games is what it's called. And so through that, you can either try to qualify online or you get an invite by doing well at other contests. So it is growing. The sport is growing. We're opening up to different, um, different avenues and different um, ways to get involved. And I think there's a lot more um, promoters now than there used to be in every state. So it's super cool to watch it grow. And I think just having more people get involved in volunteering is going to help in general. I, I do have a question that I've actually never asked anyone on a podcast in the strongman community. And I really want your take on it. So the sport's called strongman. That's how most people refer to it. Right. But you are a woman competing in strongman. Right. Should we say strong woman as the sport name for what you do? Like what is, what is your opinion there? What's the right nomenclature to use? And what do you prefer? Um, so my take would be so if you're referring to a group of people you say, "Hey guys, you know, the same thing. It's strongman. We're doing strongman. We're competing in strongman. That's what the sport is. However, I am a strong woman competing in strongman." 
Does that make sense? I, I like the way you put it. It makes, I mean, it makes sense to me. And ultimately, like, it should be nothing that should offend anybody. That's just what the sport's called, you know? I mean, you can put a little woof in quotes <laughs> if you want. That makes you feel better. That'd be a lot. But, that'd be a lot more difficult to type out, to be fair. Would. It's, there's a lot going on. You have to put like the parentheses in, in the middle yeah. of the word. <laughs> what do you think? is you, you talked about the sport growing. What do you think has contributed to the growth of the sport in the United States specifically, especially on the women's side? Um, there's been a, I hate to say it, but I feel like, especially since Instagram is a huge thing, other women seeing a variety of body types, like maybe a body type closer to theirs doing strongman is helpful. Like I've had many people reach out to me with, you know, the long lanky body type and they're like, you inspire me. Like I never thought I'd be able to do things like this. And I see you doing it. And it like gives me hope that I can like do log press and like do all these things. And so I think just, um, opening up the world, you know, and, and everybody being able to see, that you don't have to be a huge person. <laughs> you don't you don't have to like, you know, gain a ton of weight just to be strong. All right, let's talk about what you like about the sport in its current form. Now, this could be competition style, this could be popular events, this could be governance, and then I'm going to follow that up just a spoiler alert, I'm going to follow that up with a question about what you don't like about the sport in its current <laughs> state. So, what what do you like about the current state of strongman um i like how any event i can go to i know that everybody is helping each other um it's honestly a great community and there'll be people at a contest that don't even know how to load a stone and they're doing that and so like i i'll see like three other people helping them and they might be competing against them and they're still helping um that and i would say the athletic Part. Um, just being a being an athlete in the past and then uh, missing that and then finding strongman is is pretty awesome. I love being an athlete and I love coupling that with strength. It's it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's the it's the it's a strength sport where if you if you like running, it's a good strength sport, but if you don't but you don't like running too much. Right. So I've heard, right. I've heard, I've heard strongman competitors say, I like to move and I like to run, yes. but I don't want to go run 10 miles. And that's why I don't compete in CrossFit. That's, yes. So it's a nice, like kind of in between you get to be athletic, but you, but you get to be athletic for like 60 seconds. You don't have to go be athletic for 60 minutes. It's more like short, brutal, <laughs> more like sprint style. What are some things that you don't like about the current state? of strongman. And I, when I say, when I say that I, I am specifically referring to competition coverage events in the United States, which is, you know, kind of your, your bread and butter as an amateur where you've been competing. It's a little different. It's, I know it's a little different in some other countries and on the international scene. Um, they're their own issues, their own pros, their own cons. Um, well, let's see here. Um, I don't like, but yet I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this. So they'll, a lot of times they'll change events, even at like nationals and stuff. Um, whether there's something wrong with the equipment or, or whatever happens and they'll change the whole event. And so people have been training for something for so long 
And then all of a sudden it gets changed. Well, obviously a lot of people are butthurt about it. (laughs) Um, But also, I mean, it's kind of an awesome thing too. Like you literally have to be strong in all aspects and that's what it's about in strongman. Like you need to be a good presser. You need to be a good deadlifter. You need to be able to move with weight. You need to have good grip. It's, it's always going to be like that. And so people get so hurt about this and yet it's like, well, (laughs) it's kind of what we do. Are there any events that you think are overemphasized at the national level? That's yeah. I mean, what I, it's not like a specific one, but they'll take one event like right now in like the past few years, it's been, um, well, yeah, last year and this year it's been bag toss over bar and that's just gotten beat to death. So they'll take one thing and it'll like stones haven't been in a lot of contests that I've been looking at, um, over the past year and a half, just because of that big toss. <laughs> so they'll take like one event and they'll kind of beat it to death and then they'll change it again. So, I mean, strongman's variety. And I just hate how contests will see other contests doing that. And then they'll do the same thing. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. What do you think it'll take? And we've, we look, we've seen a uh, growth of the sport. We've seen an increased popularity of, of the sport. Some of those aspects you pointed out, women seeing other women on Instagram with a variety of body types competing. We've seen strong men hit the mainstream in that we see some strong men athletes, you know, in Game of Thrones having documentaries made about them. The sport is growing as far as the public consciousness. But what do you think it's going to take for the sport, particularly on the women's side, I, I am curious as to your opinions here, to level up again in the public eye? Um, honestly, honestly, we just need more people volunteering at events, more people uh, willing to teach. Um, like I, I kind of started putting myself more out there on Instagram and trying to teach things um, because I, I am a coach and I do enjoy going through things with my clients and critiquing and um, teaching them how to log press or teaching them how to do axle clean and press or, or a stone load or whatever. Um, we just need more knowledge in general, because like you said, a lot of places lack equipment even, and uh, people are very interested. They're just kind of intimidated. They have no idea how to start. So more knowledge is, is going to be, I think the key what are some tips you'd give to someone maybe interested in starting starting in the sport of strongman? They may have a bit of assume they have like a bit of a strength background. They might not be like a world record holding powerlifter or weightlifter. But they have a bit of a background in that, a bit of a basis in that. What are some pieces of advice you'd give them, or what are some pieces of advice you give people when they maybe reach out to you about remote coaching and they say they say, "Hey, I'm new to this. I'm not really sure where to get started." What are some of those starting points? Um, well, I've been able to thankfully, uh, guide people to certain gyms and which they turned out loving. Um, it's just finding, finding whatever in your area that you can kind of work with. Even if it's a powerlifting gym that only has a few strongman implements, that's enough. And just go from there to getting a coach, whether it's a coach in person or a remote coach, as long as you have somebody guiding you, because there is a lot of stuff that's technical and strongman. And there's a lot of like little niches and fine tuning and whatnot. So it's going to be super important to have somebody to at least guide you. Um, and like I said, finding a gym too, that has at least a few, like a log or, you know, whatever. 
what does a typical training week look like for you, and how does that change uh, leading into a competition? What does your What does your peak look like? Um, right now I'm still pretty much just trying to get stronger. I'm actually working on my condition, conditioning a lot more. So it's really sucky, (laughs) a lot of timed rests and, uh, bike sprints and all that fun stuff. Um, as it gets more to competitions, you just get more event specific. Um, sometimes I'll even drop a day. So like right now I'm on five days a week. Sometimes I'll drop a day as the intensity increases and the events get more specific um, I'll go to like four days so I can really recover. Do you think that, uh, I mean, are you, are you set on this body weight category for a while? I know that training frequency and adaptations will occur when people maybe bounce between weight classes, but are you, are you competing and plan to compete in this, in your current body weight category? That's funny that you say that because, <laughs> uh-oh, <laughs> like, uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Seven months ago or so I was like 15, 18 pounds lighter. So wait, wait, what, what, what category did you start? Just for reference, what category did you start competing? So I I have competed in both middleweight and lightweight. Um, my goal, if I go to the Arnold, I'd like to do it as a lightweight. However, I think my body, which is what for women, just for, for listeners who might not be familiar with the body weight categories in USS it's 132, but in strongman corp, it's 140. So I'd be doing strongman corp because I cannot get down to 132 for the life of me. That wouldn't work. (laughs) Gotcha. So what are those body weight categories for, for what are those body weight categories? So it's 132 or 140. Those are the cutoff between lightweight and middleweight. And then the next step. So that's lightweight in, but they're in different. Right, right. I'm just saying that those are like if you're if you're ab- above those in, then you're a middleweight in those in those corporate in those sanctioning bodies. If you're below those, you're a lightweight. And then Correct. what is the next I tier? Sixty five, I think. All right, so you're you're between basically lightweight and 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 middleweight, and you'd ideally like to compete as a lightweight if you were to make the Arnold. Ideally, for yeah, for uh, this year, but my body is kind of wanting to grow right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been pretty good about my nutrition and um, I'm basically eating all the time, a lot of beef and rice. <laughs> so I've actually put on a good amount of muscle. And uh, with that, I've obviously gained some weight. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to try to kind of slowly drop down. But uh, I think after I go to, if I do go to the Arnold and Nationals at a lightweight, I will probably go up to middleweight. My body just kind of wants to be there. All right. Um, I wanted to get into some rapid fire questions and by rapid fire, I don't mean you have to answer these in like one word, but I kind of want your just initial gut reactions to some of these. You can, you can talk as long as you want, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's designed just to kind of get that initial reaction. Okay. (laughs) What is your secret talent? Making a joke out of everything. (laughs) You must be a lot of fun to train with then. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i'm kind of a blast <laughs> an unbiased opinion you heard you heard it you heard it here from a completely objective source <laughs> i mean just ask a few people they'll tell you or or else <laughs> all right what is your pet peeve now this could be in strength sports or in strength training could be completely outside of that uh it that's 100 when somebody doesn't believe me <laughs> Like I could say anything and especially if I know that it's true and they're like, no, that's not right. Oh my God. It drives me nuts. 
right? Who is the strength athlete? It doesn't have to be in the sport of strongman. It could be in powerlifting, weightlifting, CrossFit, you name it. Um, who's the strength athlete that you really admire? And why? This sounds really cheesy, but I really don't have one. I feel like I feel like having somebody that you really look up to kind of puts limitations or kind of puts tunnel vision on who you are and where you want to be and where you want to go. So I have a lot of people that I have like respect for, for sure. But I, uh, I definitely don't have like one individual that I'm like, Oh, I really admire them. All right. Uh, changing the direction there just a little bit. I, I, I like that answer. And I think it does make a lot of sense, especially for an athlete who wants to forge their own path and has their personal goals. So they're not just like carbon copying someone else's. Right. Let me change that a little bit. Who would be your dream training partner? Someone you've never trained with before. Oh boy. <laughs> um. Oh God. Honestly, I have a fascination with Dave Tate from Elite FTS, <laughs> which is funny because it's not strongman at all. But I do love him, and I love his. Um, I love listening to him and the knowledge that he has, and. Uh, He's incredibly funny as well. All right. If you could eliminate one movement from strength sports, you can just like snap your fingers and it just doesn't exist and has never existed and will never exist. One movement, what would it be? Probably any grip event. (laughs) Like I've had to do farmer's hold for time and that is – deadly <laughs> well that, that reminds me of like the early days of world's strongest man and actually they were doing it into the 2000s where they was just like hanging from a pull-up bar for time over a big pool yeah, of water like stuff like that nope don't like it <laughs> like you're like dying on the inside but like for people watching it's like this is they're not even mo- they? boring yeah. <laughs> yeah they're not even they're not even moving they're just standing there and on the inside you're like i swear to god i can't last two more seconds <laughs> I, uh, those are actually some of my favorite events because I, I love it as a, yeah. from a spectator standpoint because you do see the people dying on the inside and you just see them absolutely exerting themselves and they're just yeah. like they're not they're not moving they're just like they're trying yeah. to keep it cool they're trying to look like they're not suffering but you know they are and you see like sweat just coming <laughs> the veins just popping out of the forehead oh yeah oh for sure. <laughs> I would say I would say I prefer it when it's is something like a farmer's hold or just like hanging from a pull-up bar. Hercules holds are a little more they like look a little bit more impressive. It's clear to they any do. to any observer that that person's doing something. Yeah, like they're clearly holding two poles up. Like that's pretty cool. And their shoulders look like they're about to pop out. <laughs> All right, what is your favorite movement in the sport of strongman? Um stones for sure. What now stones are something that it's it's the most maybe the most classic strongman movement. It's a movement that's yeah. maybe most associated with strongman. Like farmers carries could be up there. Log press could be up there. Uh, stones are also something where we've seen a lot more variety. We've seen the sto- see the stone of steel. It's not just yeah. concrete stones anymore. What is something uh, about stones that you think um, you would like to see like change or introduced? Um, you know, how do you think competitions can add a little more variety to that? This is a hard one because like the local contests, um, they don't have access normally to a lot of variety of stones. 
So you you don't get to do medleys very often. Um, And you don't get to go head to head with somebody else because they have limited stones. So I would definitely love to do a contest like that where you can go head to head with somebody. I also am a huge fan of stone over bar going head to head with someone where you have 15 seconds to get it over and they have 15 seconds to get it back. And that's super fun. It it is nice to like do something where you at least can look your competition in the eye because oh, yeah. so much in strength sports is solitary, um, yes. and it, it, I don't know. There's there's a cool mental aspect there that you don't get to explore with a lot of other events, certainly. Oh, for sure. That's why that um, official strongman game that just started like three years ago. They're very much like that, and it's super cool to see them doing all of these like head to head type things, and you actually get to see the competition next to each other. It's just it's very cool and it creates a really good atmosphere and good energy. All right, Sarah, my last question for you today, where can folks keep up to date with what you're doing, your training, your upcoming competitions? How's what's the best way to follow you? Um, follow me on Instagram. It's SJ firm. Um, I do not have a website right now, but I am building, um, for my remote coaching, it's be better. Uh, and I'm building a website here soon. I have one-on-one training and I just started group training, so it'll be fun. Fantastic. And we'll have that information in the show notes as well. Sarah Furman, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. 